on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. All right, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a variety of topics, going to be talking about Ty Ty Washington, going to be talking about the AP poll a little bit today, probably going to rant for a little bit today on today's show, and then finally... Uh, a topic that we have not gotten to in quite some time, Kentucky football. It's been quite some time since we've talked about the Wildcats football program. Uh, we're going to talk about what they've been doing in the transfer portal. We're going to talk about what they are bringing back. A lot of announcements uh, have happened since we last discussed the Kentucky Wildcats. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe. All right, Ty Ty Washington, named SEC Freshman of the Week for the fourth straight week in a row, co-freshman of the week, SEC co-freshman of the, or co-SEC Freshman of the Week, man, Uh, for the fourth straight week. Jabari Smith and Ty Ty Washington both earned the award. Jabari Smith, uh, 6'10", forward out of Fayetteville, Georgia, averaging 20 points, five rebounds, and two blocks uh, in Auburn's wins at number 24 Alabama and at Ole Miss. Tallied a career-high 25 points on 8 of 14 shooting from the field, including a trio of three-pointers and a career-high four blocked shots at Alabama. Ty Ty Washington, on the other hand, as some of you might know, uh, out of Phoenix, Arizona, averaged 21.5 points, 4.5 steals, and 3 rebounds at Vanderbilt and against Tennessee and against the Volunteers. Ty Ty Washington poured in a career-high 28 points and added 5 assists and 3 steals. My takeaway from this is, quite honestly, Ty Ty Washington might be this team's MVP right now. And I know some people are going to knee-jerk reactions say, Oscar Shibway. Of course Oscar Shibway is the best player on this team. No doubt, no question. Well, I think that when you go back to that Tennessee game, you have to look at the, the who was a factor, right? Who was offensively uh, making their mark against the Volunteers. And as we noted in both of our recaps of that game, both the instant reaction and the official recap of that basketball game, Oscar Shibway had nine points and 12 rebounds, uh, which are, those numbers are significantly underneath what he normally puts out on a given night. Ty Ty Washington, on the other hand, kind of carried uh, in a, in a, in a 28-point win, he carried he had 28 points of his own. But in that game, one of the things that we said was going to be very important was guard play. Tennessee forces a lot of turnovers. They have a very they have a plethora of guards that can collect steals. Santiago Vescovi, Kennedy Chandler, uh, Zakai Ziegler, uh, the the uh, depth piece there. All three of those guards know how to turn you over. And we were talking here on the show about how important Ty Ty Washington was going to be in that matchup. Uh, You and I both were talking about how important it is that he needs to play comfortably and he needs to play within himself and not turn the ball over, essentially. And he didn't do that. Scored 28 points, dished the ball around. Severe Wheeler also uh, had good moments in the game as well, had eight assists. But Ty Ty may be this team's MVP, not because of his ability to distribute the basketball, but also score. We've talked about this so many different times. And if you watch, you know that this kid is NBA ready. He does all everything. He does everything. He can get to the rim. He can handle the basketball. He can run in transition. He can shoot the mid-range jumper. He can shoot the three. He can run the offense or he can create offense off somebody else that's running it. 
He does so many different things for this team, and they're they're invaluable. Like you, you, he's literally, in my opinion, the most important piece on this team right now. If Shibwe is going to take a little bit of a back seat in SEC play as teams kind of hone in on him and focus in on what he's doing, I think Tai Tai is going to be able to continue to thrive. At least that's just that's just what I think. And I know that we talked about doing player power rankings on Thursday. I want to go ahead and get to them this week. I think that it'll be fun if we do it in these in this uh, first segment. Obviously, at the top of my player power rankings for the Wildcats, I have Ty Ty Washington. 28 points versus Tennessee, like I mentioned. Uh, 21 and a half over the past couple of games. He's playing very, very well for the Wildcats right now. Number two in my uh, player power rankings for the Kentucky Wildcats. We're only doing, we only do three players. Severe Wheeler. 21 points versus Tennessee, also had eight assists as well as his first game back from his neck injury that he suffered against the LSU Tigers just a week or so ago. Uh, he played very well uh, in his return, and I talked about the comparisons and in, in talking about the contrast between these two guards and Washington and Wheeler, how Wheeler's the better ball handler in transition. I think Ty Ty runs transition offense well. I just love to see what Wheeler pulls out uh, in transition, and he did that. Uh, on Saturday, found Kellen Grady for some threes, found some things underneath the basket, played very well, very comfortable guard play from the Wildcats against the Vols. Uh, talking about Kellen Grady here, he's, he's my third player uh, in the player power ranking, 16 points versus Tennessee, and he caught a lot of those, uh, a lot of those uh, passes in transition. He was knocking down uh, a few different threes. He was the recipient of a lot of a different, uh, a lot of different assisted baskets against the Volunteers, and if he can shoot himself out of the slump that he shot himself into, uh, he is going to be one of the most important pieces on this squad as the games roll on. We talked about it at the end of non-conference play, how important Kellen Grady is going to be to this offense and how he needs to get the ball more, or at least needs to shoot it more. Uh, I think Cal's trying to play him as much as he can, and Kellen's just got to be able to take some more shots, and he is, and he's knocking him down. Uh, so, again, player power rankings, Washington, Wheeler, and Grady. If you have any thoughts on those three guys, let me know in the comments below, or if you want to tweet at me, at Lance Dahl underscore. If you want to tweet at the account, uh, the uh, Locked On Kentucky account, Locked On UK, is the Twitter handle there. All right, so that's it. Ty Ty Washington, SEC Player of the Week. Uh, and then our player power rankings, really in love with what Kentucky's guards are doing. I want to talk about the Associated Press poll here in just a little bit. I've got some thoughts on what happened, uh, what came out yesterday. I've got a lot of different opinions on it. Uh, before we tell you about the AP poll, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. Uh, for you guys to go and sign up on. You can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On and get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offer offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. The Associated Press Top 25 poll, as you may know, for basketball, it comes out on Monday. Uh, comes out about 11 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Central Time, somewhere around there. And I have had a gripe with the way that voters vote for quite some time across sports. So I'm talking college basketball and college football here. 
The AP poll, in my opinion, is inconsistent, and the people that vote on it need to be regulated. The pool of people that vote, it needs to it needs to be closely monitored. This basketball poll that came in uh, this this uh, this uh, past Monday, just yesterday, uh, had Kentucky at number twelve, which is great. That's great. Kentucky was at number twelve. Uh, considering the fact that the Wildcats had a relatively weak strength of schedule before they played or before they opened up conference play, and now they've played some legitimate opponents. You know, 14 and 3, 12th in the country. They just dropped 107 points on Tennessee, who is still somehow ranked. It just goes to show you the AP poll voters really, really think that Kentucky's a good basketball team, and they're going to continue to rank them higher and higher if they continue winning. The people that lose to them are going to stay in the top 25 if they're there. The problem that I have with the AP poll this week is with the Auburn Tigers, who is going to be Kentucky's opponent on Saturday. Now, I personally have a great deal of confidence that the Kentucky Wildcats, if they play like they did this past Saturday or even half of what they did this past Saturday against Tennessee, if they go in and they play like that, even a sliver of what they did against the Vols, if they play like that against the Tigers, uh, they're going to win the they're, they're going to win the game. At least that's my opinion. I have a great deal of confidence in Kentucky in that matchup. Auburn is 16-1 and one right now. And they received 36 first-place votes in the AP poll. Gonzaga received 25 first-place votes. And if you had to guess without looking at the AP poll, who finished first, the team with 36 first-place votes or the team with 25? Well, it was actually Gonzaga who finished first in the AP poll. And this is after numerous... Media outlets ranked Auburn as the best team in the country. So we're talking ESPN's Bracketology by Joe Lenardi. We're talking Andy Katz, John Rothstein, CBS Sports, Gary Parish, many others. This is not this is not specifically about Auburn. This has nothing to do with Auburn. This has to do with the AP poll. Auburn received, again, 36 first place votes, as opposed to Gonzaga's 25. So 11 more than the next closest team. And yet Auburn only scored 1,482 points, as opposed to Gonzaga's 1,486. So... That indicates there's a discrepancy in the poll. Some people that voted had Auburn ranked so low that 11 first-place votes were discounted, and they are still ranked second. So you may say, well, what happened? Well, there were two AP voters that put Auburn at number 6 and number 9. 16-1 Auburn, with the best strength of uh, record in the country, put Auburn at number 9. John Wilner and Jesse Newell were the two AP voters that put Auburn at number 6 and number 9. I want to note here that, again, this is not about Auburn. This is about the poll. While everyone is entitled to their own opinion, Jesse Newell put three teams in front of Auburn that are currently ranked outside the top 10. He put Kentucky at at number seven. I think Kentucky's a borderline top 10 team. If they're number 10, I'm all for it. I think Kentucky is somewhere in that range. 12th, 10th, 9th, I'm cool with that. But he put Houston at number four. And he put four loss Villanova at number three. The Wildcats have lost four games this season. And he put them at number three. Kentucky's ranked 10th. He put them at 7th. Or 12th. They, he put them at 7th. Houston is ranked 4th in his ballot. But they're actually 10th in the AP poll. And Villanova's 11th in the AP poll. And he put them at three. He put them at three. I respect, again, that every voter can choose to vote however they wish. But Jesse Newell seems to be out of line when you go and look at his poll on collegepolltracker.com. He's out of line with almost everybody that voted. His placement of Auburn at number nine cost the Tigers of their first ever number one ranking in school history. 
May it also be noted that he has 11 and 6 Alabama at number 18. Again, this has nothing to do with Auburn. Has nothing to do with Auburn. The point I want to make here is that some people that vote in the Associated Press poll are either one of two things, like Jesse Newell. If this is talking about specifically Jesse Newell, he's one of two things. He's either extremely biased against Auburn or against something or towards something, or he doesn't watch college basketball. It's one of those two things. And again, everybody can have their opinion. Everybody can have their opinion. Not everybody needs to vote the same way. That's why there's a voting system put up in the first place. Duh. But to be that far out of line eventually starts to cost teams thing. and this it things. In this instance, it cost Auburn their first shot ever at a number one ranking. It was a legitimate shot. The numbers backed it up. The net rankings backed it up. Auburn has, uh, Gonzaga has nine quad four wins, nine quad four wins. That's a terrible strength of schedule. Auburn's got a better strength of schedule. They beat the common opponent between the two. They beat, uh, Auburn beat Alabama. Gonzaga lost to the Crimson Tide. Again, this is not about Auburn, but it cost them that. And so the question is for college football and college basketball, what could people like Jesse Newell cost programs? Think about it this way. If you are a group of five program in the future, and you have a shot at either the college football playoff or you have a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl, and you play a team like Houston that was on the borderline of being ranked, but somebody like Jesse Newell just decided not to rank them, even though the majority of the consensus, the people that vote for the AP poll, the majority of those people say that Houston's a top 25 team. But because Newell had them ranked so low or unranked, Houston was not in the top 25. Let's say you as a group of five program get that victory. And come playoff time or come New Year's Six Bowl time, if you're trying to decide who the best Power 5 school is, they're, they're evaluated and they're told, well, you only had four AP top 25 wins, and you would have had a fifth if Houston had, had uh, if you had beaten Houston and they had been ranked. But unfortunately, they weren't ranked, and so we're giving the edge to a team like Notre Dame in this New Year's Six Bowl. Or we're giving a team like Oklahoma State or Baylor the edge in the college football playoff. We're giving those teams a chance. It would be robbing that group of five school of an opportunity to go perform because an AP voter selfishly out of bias or out of blatant ignorance didn't vote a team that deserved to be in the top 25 in the top 25. That's just an example of how a butterfly effect could have, could could potentially derail a season, could remove opportunities for future programs. And so again, I'm not saying everybody needs to vote uniform, but it is so far out of line. Again, it's one of two things. It's bias or blatant ignorance. Those type of people do not deserve to vote on the Associated Press poll. If you are going to be that far out of line, you, you don't deserve to vote. You don't deserve to vote on this. It should, be t- it, w- it should be people that are educated and understand the sport and understand what's going on and actually watch the games without bias that should be voting on this. I'm all for getting beat writers in. I'm all for getting people across the country voting. I'm all for switching it up every year. But guys like John Wilner and Jesse Newell are costing programs like Auburn an opportunity. And again, I think Kentucky's going to beat Auburn. There goes Auburn's shot at ever getting number one. At least for this season. 
So I just, I just really have some major complaints with the AP poll about how the AP poll does not regulate and monitor the, monitor the pool of people that they bring in to vote on their poll because me, people are misconstruing things with their, with their vote and they're costing programs opportunities. Again, has nothing to do with Auburn. We could apply the exact same thing to college football. And in fact, on ESPN Radio, uh, I hosted a show on ESPN Radio all of last year. This was something I talked about early on in the college football season, about four or five weeks in. Like, eventually, you're going to cost somebody down the line. If you vote 0-5 Arizona, 0-5 Arizona in your AP poll. And guess what? That actually happened. If you go back and look, about four or five weeks in, Arizona was 0-3, 0-4, 0-5. Somebody was still putting the Arizona Wildcats in their top 25. You're costing teams the ability to get ranked. You're costing these smaller programs the ability to shine or to do things down the line by doing ignorant things like that or blatantly biased things like that. People like John Wilner and Jesse Jesse, uh, Noel, or whatever his name is, they should not be allowed to vote. They should not be allowed to vote. All right, we're going to talk about Kentucky football here in just a second. I know I was going to rant. I knew I was going to do that. I knew, And if you disagree with me, if you think guys like that should vote, I would love to hear your thoughts as to why. Uh, because I, I quite frankly don't think that people like, like them should. We're going to talk about Kentucky football here in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, you need to make sure that you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better uh, than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it so easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it actually tastes good and you'll actually want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, grainy, or just plain awful. They can just taste terrible. And, you know, you want to eat healthy, right? And eventually, after you start to eat some things, it just gets so boring. About, like, week three or four, uh, you might be asking yourself, you know, this is just really not worth it. Nothing tastes good. Where's all the chocolate? Where's all the things that actually are, are taste great? Well, I can just tell you right now, Built Bars are covered in 100% real to- chocolate, and they taste great. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a candy bar, which is usually uh, around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Uh, You can go to Built's uh, website right now. You use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. You can use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com for any flavor you may choose. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. They've got so many different flavors. In fact, if you go to Built.com, they're always coming out with new flavors. You want to go and check out and see what's new. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Kentucky football, a topic we have not discussed in quite some time on this show. They uh, have had some transfers come into the program. They've had some transfer transfers leave. And they've had some players on roster announce that they're coming back. So let's just go over some of the guys that are coming in and some of the guys that are returning. Quarterback Will Levis has announced that he will be coming back to the program. This is a while ago, but I want to talk about it here for a second. Game management at the quarterback position has been a point of emphasis for me with the University of Kentucky. If they can get a game manager, they've got a solid run game. They've got a great offensive line. They can handle business and win nine or ten games. We saw that happen. 
Will Levis coming back for another year after putting up some pretty impressive numbers, all things considered, will be great for two reasons. Number one, I think as he gets more experience, he's going to cut down on his turnovers. And number two, I think he's going to continue to become a more accurate passer. Uh, while he does have that running ability, I think he is going to continue to try and work on his arm. Kentucky doesn't have a lot of receiver depth coming back, obviously with the departure of Wanda Robinson and Josh Ali. Uh, but it should be interesting to see what happens. They've got some good tight ends coming, returning, excuse me. Chris Rodriguez, the running back, has a great shot uh, to break some to break some more records with the Wildcats. Um, he is fantastic for this offense because you can't just win with a game manager or a quarterback alone. Like I mentioned, you got to have a good running game, as Kentucky normally does, and you got to have a solid offensive line. Edge player Jordan Wright, he's going to be coming back. That's huge for the defensive line. And then two linebackers that I absolutely love, Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square. Those two guys are going to be coming back absolutely huge for this defense. If you want to have an average to slightly underneath average offense that is physical and runs the ball and is relatively slow-paced or average-paced, having a great defense to back it up is fantastic, especially if you're going to make a run at winning the SEC East, which I believe is in the realm of possibility this year. Tayshawn Manning. Darian Henry Young and Tavion Robinson have all transferred into the University of Kentucky. Tayshawn Manning, an Auburn, Auburn uh, offensive lineman, uh, was in and out of starting with the Tigers during his time. I believe he, was, he had a couple of injuries he was dealing with. Darian Henry Young, a defensive lineman from Ohio State, again, shoring up that defensive front for the Wildcats. And then Tavion Robinson. Guys, we got another Robinson receiver. We got another. Two years in a row. He's probably going to crack 1,000 yards. Probably going to have a million receptions as well. Uh, you go back and watch some of his film at Virginia Tech. He's similar to w- Wandale, um, but we're, we're going to continue to break him down as the uh, as the c- the offseason goes on. He's going to be a very interesting piece to watch in a receiver room that does not have, like I mentioned earlier, not a lot of depth. So a lot of people coming back. Some players transferring in. I'm sure we're going to see more guys transfer in. Um, and it's just a matter of time to s- see who those guys are. I believe Kentucky's at looking at a few right now. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Uh, again, I, I hate to rant as much as I did about the AP poll, but it's something that's been weighing on me for quite some time, and seeing the one uh, that came out on Monday was very frustrating. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Kentucky. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. You can follow the show on Twitter at Kentucky Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. Love to hear what you have to say. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.